right, everybody, let's strap in. Welcome to another episode of EOD Gear Improvised. Have you ever been to a party, backyard event, anywhere from t-shirts to tuxedos, and you're smoking a cigar, and you just wonder like, hey, how do I smoke this without looking like a douche? So strap in, get ready to take some big notes. We have Jason Marks, owner, founder of Atomic Cigars. Incredible background. We met in the Navy 22 years ago, 22 and a half. So you're really going to enjoy this. So strap in, everybody, and let's get going. This is EOD Gear Improvised. EOD Gear Improvised. Uh, can we get the blow stuff up yet? Stand by. Everyone in EOD has a laser calibrated eyeball. And plenty of attitude to go with it. Um, seriously, can, can we blow stuff up now? Fire in the hole. EOD-gear.com. Initial success or total failure. EOD. Gear improvised. With your host, former Navy EOD tech and owner of EOD Gear, Steve Cassidy. All right. Finally. <laughs> I always have a good time with that. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, Jason, welcome. Uh, Glad to have you in. Glad to be here. So uh, we're taking a uh, time in the studio to uh, here at EOD Gear to uh, on a day off when other people are probably kicking back, drinking a beer, and uh, we came in to record this. So I know I've been a big fan of cigars. I probably don't smoke as many as some people, probably a little more than others, mm-hmm. but... Uh, you know, I always go to places and I'll see, oh, they're smoking a cigar. And the last time I went to a cigar, and I have to give you credit for this, is when I was, I selected it, I cut it, I lit it. And this one gentleman was like, wow, you do that very well. You really, like, that's a lot of style. And that's because, well, it's what I learned from you. Uh. So, really want to get in this and, uh, you know, kind of give us, you know, a little bit of your background, how you started with cigars. And, I mean, we go back to Navy. Yes. Then a lot of business. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> you became a nurse after you already have your degree and a music career. Oh, man. I know. It's been nuts. <laughs> and then uh, UXO technician. And uh, now you're living here in sunny and warm Leapers Fork, Tennessee, just outside of Franklin. And uh, glad to have you, have you in. So give us a little rundown on uh, why cigars. And uh, how it's, uh, you should smoke a better cigar if you're going <laughs> to smoke them. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I, I got I to gotta say, I think the first, how did I get into cigars? Well, my, I know my, my dad always had a, growing up, still to this day has a, smoked pipes. And um, I've always loved the smell of, of tobacco. I think, um, and it was funny, it's like my earliest memory, uh, the first cigar I smelled, I was five years old in a barbershop in downtown Norfolk, Virginia. And I, my mom was shopping next door and she just left me there to wait in line. And <laughs> so that was my first experience Oops. with cigars. <laughs> but it was the 70s, that, so it didn't matter, you know. People were, uh, yeah, people were. Norfolk and way. <laughs> Anyways, and then fast forward to college, smoked cigars on and off, and then um, joined the Navy, 
got out of the Navy, used the GI Bill to go back to nursing school, and that's really when the whole journey began as far as um, cigars. So I, literally, when you're in nursing, nursing school or medical school or anything like that related, you're practically living at the hospital. Um, so anyway, so I couldn't afford cigars. And I woke up one morning in the middle of nursing school and said, eh, you know what, screw it, I'll figure out how to make my own. And um, then that's kind of when, that's, that's when I went down to the local store. Oh, what was it? Davis and Sons in Wilmington, North Carolina. Shout out. That's a cool, by the way, anybody that lives in Wilmington or nearby, make sure you go. That's a true tobacconist shop. I mean, they sell barbershop. Is that the place you drug me to that was right around the corner from your yes. condo? Yes. Okay. I remember that. It was a cool place. Um, and, um, yeah, they, that, yeah, you just walk in there and it just smells amazing. Um, but anyway, so I got, I got three of my favorite cigars, took them back to the house, threw them in some water, soaked them for a few hours. And then, um, I grabbed, I took a scalpel. And I took one of the cigars out of the water, and then I just slowly deconstructed it piece by piece. And then I had an exploded view of the cigar, took a picture of it, and uh, and then just kept putting it back and forth, putting it back together until I figured out my own system for making them. And um, yeah, and that, that that was what started it. It was just supposed to be a hobby. Just wanted some cigars. That's all. And then. Um, we started getting okay at making cigars. And then a friend of mine was hosting a big food and wine festival in Greenville, North Carolina. And um, he insisted that I show up and roll cigars. And um, after, <laughs> it took a while to convince me because I was still, you know, I'm like been making, making cigars for six or seven months at that point. And I was like, all right, screw well, it's different when you go from rolling for your own or doing anything on your own right. for you, and then all of a sudden people want to start having you do it for them. Yeah. Kind of like me shaming you into doing this show. <laughs> uh, you didn't have to shame me, but schedules, you know. But so I went I went and set up, and next thing you know, nine hours later of rolling cigars straight, I mean, they were packing up at the convention center there. And like I still had a line of people, and that's I, awesome. I was the I was there at a table by myself, in this big convention center. <laughs> and anyways, and so you know you never count your money while you're sitting at the table. Words of wisdom, yeah, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> and um, anyway, so I got home a couple hours later and counted my money, and that's when I said, "Oh, we got to take this a little more seriously." The donkey's in the ditch. The donkey was in the ditch. With a bunch of money, <laughs> <laughs> and and so that that started the journey, um, and um, yeah. What's that whole do the do what you love, and then figure out how to make money out of it? Right. Well, I don't know if you really loved it then. No, I didn't because I was still having to teach myself, and um, and then when I really, like I said, once I figured out I could make pretty good money at it, that's when I said, okay. Let's do a little more, let's do some in-service stuff and learn, learn, find people that do it better than me and can teach me. And so that's what well, I, I remember. You had the molds, those uh -huh. old wood presses. Uh -huh. 
Uh, we we were working at Lejeune. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Go go dig up some <laughs> some ordnance, smoke cigars for ninety minutes to and from work. That was a good time. It was good times. Summertime fun drink afterwards. I like that. I still miss that. Um, what was that? That retired Marine guy there in Lejeune had his own little coffee shop. Yeah, the little strip mall. Yeah, and he was roasting his beans in the store. Yeah, that place was ridiculous. Man, it's probably still there. At least I hope he is because that, that was the most amazing. Hey, if you're in Lejeune and know who we're talking about, let us know. Steve at eod-gear.com. Right. Just pop me an email. It's in that, yeah. Uh, what entrance is that? Is that? Uh, it's the smaller one south. Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's just, it says you're heading back to Wilmington. Yeah, the south side of Lejeune on, uh, is it 17 south? I think it's 17 south or 13, 17 south. Close to the Harley dealer. So, yeah, go stop in there. <laughs> I, th- I don't even, I don't even think we realized that he was roasting his own, his own stuff, his own beans until about the third or fourth time we were in there and. I was like, man, this is pretty good. <laughs> that, was, that was an expensive habit. So when you start rolling your own, and now you got to start picking tobacco. Yes. So we have stuff out of Dominican, Nicaragua, and then but then you talk about wrappers. And so if I'm looking at a cigar, I see a, a light tan one versus a dark one. What are we looking at? Because I, I like I like it, I like my coffee. I like a really robust. Mm-hmm heavy roasted bean, which knocks out most of the caffeine, which allows me to drink more without losing my mind. So it's the milder looking coffee. It actually has more caffeine. So how does that work with tobacco leaf? Um, I think as they're aged, the Maduro's, the darker ones, yet um, the oils are more concentrated. There's less less, um, water, moisture in it. And um, typically... And, uh, yeah, so that all that, it's it's not that, and I always have to educate people. It's like, just because it's a Maduro doesn't mean it's stronger. It just means you're going to have more intense, complex flavors, if that makes any sense. It's not it's not strong just to be strong. As nicotine. Yeah. You're not going to get smoke for no. the effect. You're smoking for flavor. Yes. If you want nicotine, just <laughs> throw a dip in. <laughs> or Marlboro Reds. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, I'll take a dip. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it, it, as far as picking out the tobaccos and the colors and all that stuff, it, it just takes time. Um, so if I want a, a really strong cigar, and I'm just going to walk in, like, I don't know anything about cigars, so I'm just like, you know, I want a really heavy, you know, because like, I like heavier flavors in pretty much everything from ribeyes to cabernet to scotch, mm-hmm. whiskey. I will see a trend, you know, too much is almost enough. Yeah. The, the, it can be deceptive, the colors and stuff. Cause actually the, um, the strongest cigar I ever smoked, I think was, um, Hmm. It was up in the mountains in Virginia. I can't remember what town it was, but the owner of the place was really well versed. Anyways, he hands me this little cigar. I think it was, uh, Ezra Zion it was about the size of my pinky. Maybe a little, yeah, about the size of my ring finger, which is not that little, about three inches by 48, 
ring gauge. And it looked, I was like, oh, yeah, this little dinky little thing. Let me tell you, I got a fourth of the way through that. And that little, that little cigar kicked my ass. I mean, I had to set it down. It was that wow. intense and that strong. So, yeah, be careful. <laughs> so there's no, they're really, they're, color is not really an indication of much, much of anything. Because you also have to understand, like, the, the, the filler leaves and stuff like that are, um, they play a lot of it. And I will say, um, to answer, get back to answering your question, if you go into the cigar shop, hopefully the cigar owner has himself or herself. Your cigar steward. Yes. Um, your cigar tender. <laughs> so. Um, they, hopefully they know what they're talking about. Um, and know their products, but, um, yeah. So I've seen, you know, of course, cigars come in different gauges and that's, you know, ring size and then length. So I've seen some of the long skinny ones, which are kind of cool. Lancero, yeah. Yeah. But then now, now, you know, if you're new to cigars, we're not talking about the backwoods you get at the, the oh. twice daily down the street. Or I love, love twice daily, but. <laughs> or Wawa. Or Wawa. <laughs> Bucky's. Got to get to Bucky's, but, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, do I want to start with a short fatty or do I want to start with a long thinner one? Um, any story backstory behind those or Uh, how much time, you know, if I have 45 minutes or if, you know, if I have 45 minutes, I can sit down, which is difficult for me to sit down for 45 minutes. It's about my limit to smoke a cigar. What, what should I be looking at? I tell people um, a six by fifty-two. That's your. That's about the most standard size ring gauge. Six inch long. Yep. Okay. And a fifty-two would be what size of your middle uh, finger, yeah, or ring finger. finger? Yeah, middle finger. A little bit bigger than that, but. Um, the what are the fatties? You have some pretty big monster. What are those sixties? Those are technically called uh, hog legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't smoke. I don't. I, I think. A lot of people, and I think it's us gringos here in the United States, the, mostly um, go after the 6 by 60 or the 6 by 70 or the 70, you know, 7 by 70, 70 by 80, you know, because you think you're, you're getting a bigger cigar, you're actually getting more value. You're actually just getting a mouthful of filler. Okay. Um, and I always say. Um, so are you getting your flavor from the filler or from the wrapper? Um, mostly from the, from the outer leaf, the wrapper leaf. Um, but then also, you know, it it just depends on. If it's bad filler, it's, it's a bad cigar. Most likely. Is it just the wrapper and the filler or is there another layer in there? You got the, the binder. Okay. And the binder can affect the flavor and the burn just as much as anything else in there. Um, but Getting uh, getting back to what what you're asking, I was like, I tell people if you've never smoked a cigar, get a six by fifty two. Um, don't get anything bigger, ring gauge or smaller. Um, that way you're you're getting the there's more the longer the cigar is going to cool the smoke off a little bit and change the flavor by the time it gets gets to your palate. Okay. So. New, so, newbies, newbies, attention, newbies out there! If you haven't smoked a cigar, you know go. Or smoked one correctly. <laughs> or smoked one correctly, yeah. Just um, 
Stay away from the hog legs. Lanceras <laughs> uh-huh. are Seras are really good because when you go down like the long skinny ones, which are very, uh, I think Americans um, look at them more as a, a feminine cigar, which is actually a. I mean, it's not really actually. It's the best way to concentrate the smoke and the flavor, and that's actually how we when we go source tobacco in Nicaragua or the Dominican, we we. Bust open the banana leaves and the burlap and pull out some leaves and roll them up in a lancero because nice. the smoke cools off. Um, and as you know, as it gets to your palate, that you also get more concentrated flavor. You're able to okay figure out if the leaves are good or bad. So quicker. I've got my. You said a six by fifty. Six by six by fifty two. Fifty two. Okay. Fifty's fine. So you have cigars with the uh, kind of the rounded end of it mm-hmm. then you have some that are a little more tapered to a point like a torpedo torpedo mm-hmm. you know any choice there I, and here's the deal like when i get a torpedo i learned to cut them at an angle and says straight mm. guess a little more airflow and then on the blunt end ones i started you, you know they have straight cutters and then they have the little uh i don't know it's a little v cut mm-hmm. but i'll do a cross so I don't know what's your what's your take on cuts. Oh man! Because what I want to do is like you know, like I said, I got complimented that one time about the way I cut it and lit it. And you know, I th- I think it's important because if you're and whether it's t-shirt to tuxedo wherever you're at, you you know do it with confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it it for the most part, yeah, do cut it however you like it. <laughs> um, is there a way not to cut it? Yeah, don't don't grab your cutter, your straight cutter, and just smash the end of your cigar because it cracks. Ninety nine percent of the time, it cracks. So you want to do little cuts and twists? Um, yeah, kind of, sort of. That's what I do. Is um, and I'll and I'll tell you, it's kind of hard to. I'll describe it best I can without the video. Um, yeah, you get your cigar, and, and and if you look at the top, it's got a little small cap line, and you can see it. And you get your straight cutter and you line your blades up on that and lightly press with your uh, with your cutter and then slowly twist the cigar. And then in, after a few seconds, the cap will just naturally fall off. And you won't have a crack in the side of your cigar. Okay. So. Which could end up leading to. What is it? Falling apart. <laughs> well, it's falling apart, but then like when you're smoking and it doesn't burn evenly. Canoeing? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, All right. But, then now for lighting it. Um. Well, well, if you're a Nicaragua or Dominican, <laughs> some of the purists out there would would be appalled to know that most of the time we use Bic lighters. <laughs> Bics are tough. <laughs> I try not to do I mean, that. I'm, I mean, I'm not that. I mean, I'm hardcore. Yeah, and I get it. Affects the flavor, but I mean, you know what? Sometimes that's all you got. Yeah, if it's all you got, and you know, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Some so, people get so that's the thing that cracks me up, and uh, is people get so wound around the yoke about um, got to have the right lighter and the right cutter. Yeah, and, you know, and, and sometimes I'm in the mood for all that stuff, and I really enjoy the process. Well, I've seen you know. Uh, Two flame, three flame, uh-huh. hard flame, soft flame. 
you know, Spanish giant. cedar strips. Yeah. I, oh, on, now that I will say, if uh, if you ever if you have access to some Spanish cedar strips to light your cigar, it which really, most cigar stores have them. Yeah. I mean, proper cigar yeah. stores. Yeah. Um, I know here in town, Franklin Cigar Company. Over on South Carruthers on in S- Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> yes. And they they have some, and so does uh, Crown Cigars down the road. Um, but, yeah, anyways, for the most part, it's like, you know what, just just light it and smoke. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know if we were going to burn edges or, you know, cause it, so it burns evenly. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're sitting outside – of course, the wind, even even a light wind, will make it go sideways a little bit. But for the most part, now um, yeah, just toast it, puff it, light it. Have it fun. Take forty five minutes to an yes. hour and just <laughs> enjoy it. Yes. Now putting it out, you're gonna put your cigar out. You finally hit the end, or maybe you just need to take a break and and you're ashing. Okay. Now th- this goes for some veteran smokers too, because I've seen guys do this. Do not ever, 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 ever smash your cigar down trying to smash it out because you make it smell way worse than if you just set it down in the ashtray and just let it go out. It'll go out. It smells horrible. Yeah. So, yes, note to self. (laughs) So, ashes. You know you're smoking it and you're ashing. Are we going to flick ashes off or are we going to keep ashes on? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you can sit there and have a competition, see how long you can get your ash. Right. No, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll lightly tap mine, and if the ash isn't ready to go, then I don't force it. And then, of course, when you do that, and you're not paying attention, yeah, to it ends up on your shirt. You ash all over your tie or your t-shirt or whatever you're wearing. And, and I love your t-shirts, by the way. It's a, thank you. For those of you who can't see it, um, <laughs> that's a giant rooster, and it says Atomic Cigar Company. So country, it hurts. <laughs> But it's pretty. You got a cock on your shirt. Yes, I do. And then a uh, giant rooster. So uh, yeah, if you get a chance, if you can look up Jason, uh, look at his shirt. It's pretty funny. Now you uh, you can see it obviously on Instagram. Yes. Which is Atomic Cigars. Yes. Now be careful. There's there's some guy in North Carolina now that has started his own Atomic Cigars. And uh, anyways, yeah. Heathen, the old heathen. I'm like, man, come on, man. How are you going to not do any research before you start your LLC? <laughs> what? Man. And I and I reached out, to, and we're going to go a little sideways here with this because this is a funny story. Because I reached out to him, and I said, hey, I was like, we probably should have a conversation about this because I've been established since 2014 as Atomic Cigars. And, um, well, I don't, you know, the message comes back, and, uh, of course, I'm impersonating what it, I, I'm the guy sound like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see what we got to talk about. So I said, stand by. And it's funny because I'm, I mean, I like, I, I, it's funny because I watched this guy and like, he's outfitting vehicles with atomic cigar logos. This is going to bring business to you. Oh yeah. It's fine. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to let him and then spend all that money. You know, I'm like, Hey man, I try to be nice about this, but you know, season. Yeah, you kind of been around for a while. Yeah. It's like, do some research, you know, cease and desist, and you're going to waste all that money branding all your vehicles anyway. So make sure you go to Atomic Cigars with uh, the Red Rooster. <laughs> or a cow. Yeah, or the cow. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And, you know, on a, a similar but side note, if you're ever going to start a business or a brand, make sure there's nobody out there in your industry with that same name. <laughs> yeah. Make it make yours different. I mean, come on, man. You go through all that process? Anyways. Um, yeah, that's that little side story. But, yeah, you know what? Screw it. Go, go like that guy's page. Tell him. Tell him uh, <laughs> if you can find him. Oh, he's easy to find. Oh, okay. Atomic Cigars. <laughs> Make sure you let him know that Atomic Cigars sent you to follow him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. well, hey, um, so you're rolling cigars. You yes. you started rolling events. You've rolled some pretty big events. Oh yeah. So, you know what's the what's the scope on that you've done? Because you've rolled stuff on the East Coast. You've rolled obviously here in Middle Tennessee. You've done some other gigs, other places. Mm-hmm. Golf tour. Do you the Masters? Yes, Masters. And- 2015, 16, something like that. Yeah. That, man. I hadn't I, I knew the Masters was a big deal. <laughs> so when you get a when you get when you get a rolling gig for Formula One, I'm carrying your bags. Oh yeah. No, just, you're it, once I'm you in. get that deal, that that deal, that gig booked, um now I'll, I'll sit you down and show you show you how to roll some cigars. <laughs> hey, Lewis Hamilton, if you're listening. <laughs> need a cigar roller. Call call Jason. Formula on. Yeah, hydrate here. Um, yeah, so you're rolling events. I mean, you 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 started out. You did some golf tournaments and some charity stuff and some you know, you know some weddings. other things. Lots of weddings. Lots of weddings. Um, yeah. So what what does that look like for you now? If if somebody you know like hey yeah I'd love to have a cigar roller. Um, I say contact um, Aaron. Sayer over at EVA. <laughs> That's my agent. <laughs> how, do, how, do, how do we get a hold of Aaron? Uh, you got his email? Yeah, I think I finally added that to the uh, Instagram and Facebook page. Oh, so it's on Instagram, all that yeah, stuff. All that information is. Or you can just reach me directly on Instagram. Or you can contact Atomic, the other Atomic Cigars, and and uh, I'll pay him a commission fee. <laughs> there you go. Or, you, or yeah, just contact me, and I'll plug in with him. <laughs> Now you were uh, you brought some cigars in today, yes. and you brought in a, a navy one, and uh, so you do a lot of private label. And I, you know, I know. Well, I don't know if I can mention the people you do private label for because then it really isn't yeah. private. No, I definitely keep. Um, there's a there's a few well known. You have um, a nice client list. Yes, a few well known um, individuals. Who's some of the guys you can mention? I mean, you've made them for us. You made them for EOD Gear. Um, and we're trying to work out how to have them back in here, folks. Oof. So when you come in, you have a cigar right. and whiskey. Because yeah. we, we so do I have started. So I started making. I started. I started rolling cigars at Leapers Fork Distillery back in 2017. Um, uh, and then that that evolved into my first private label client. So if you really want some good tasty cigars and you're in the in the area, then get. Um, Get on out to Leapers Fort Distillery and try one of the cigars there. Yeah. Um, I'm not in retail. Right. I think I've got one store. Uh, Smoker's Abbey in downtown Nashville. They, I have to re- replenish them with the new blends. Um, but for the most part. So if you have a special event coming up. And, yeah. and now you've done trade shows. Yes. You actually rolled for me at an IABTI. Oh, yeah. In Gatlinburg? few years ago yep. that was fun that was a lot of fun 
Was, uh, <laughs> there was a line outside. A lot of, of moonshine. <laughs> yeah, if you want a lot of people at your booth, hire Jason because he's really good with people too, uh, and he speaks English. <laughs> but you know, like he gets business. So if you have him at your booth, he'll definitely be doing the right thing for you. And, and you know, of course, you private label your cigars, give people something to talk about, mm-hmm. and enjoy and remember. Yep. So that was cool. We're uh, I know uh, one of the more Recent ones I'm doing is for the uh, the big Harpeth Conservancy um, event that's happening in a couple of weeks out here in Leapers Fork. Big fundraiser, just uh, an advocacy group that is doing environmental protection stuff here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, that that's going to be that's a lot of fun. Wish they could do something for traffic. Yeah. Well, it's getting, it's getting busy. <laughs> Franklin road will be closed for three more weeks. And then the, <laughs> and then it'll be back. That's just going to be a disaster. Ooh-wee. <laughs> so what else? So I, I, we've covered quite a bit. I mean, you roll cigars, you have your, you can private label cigars. Mm-hmm. You can do birthdays, bar mitzvahs, bachelor parties, weddings, funerals, Scottish Highland games. There you go. <laughs> you can even make a take people's tartan and put that on the. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh yeah, that is. I just thought of that one. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was like the EOD gear ones you do, you've done for yeah. us. I guess you're working on the new one with the Kraken. The Kraken, yes. I like that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess around with that one this, later this week and stuff. So. All right, what's coming up big you got coming up next? Uh, like I said, the big the big river swing um, event for Harpeth Con- Conservancy. Um, that that I'm looking forward to. Okay. Because um, they're, uh, they're, it's a bunch of good people, and it's really nice because there's some common, it's not, you know, it's, it's common sense. It's not the, the nut job environmental people. <laughs> Sorry. There's a couple. There's a few. Look, um, we, but as, as bomb techs, we've we've done more for the environment than most <laughs> environmentalists. The guy up the street from me flies all the flags oh, and probably hasn't done gosh. crap. Um, <laughs> so, I, I almost got out of the car the other day and just ran up and gave him a hug going, it's going to be okay, little buddy. But you, <laughs> you, you do you. Just watch out for his man bun. Uh <laughs> How much time, like you say, like, hey, I want you to roll an event. How much lead time do we need to get a hold of you? And then, of course, budget, it, it, you know, it's going to depend on how many people are attending right. the event, where is it at, you know, all that mess. Because you'll travel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and and thankfully, um, most of my events are here in, in Williamson County. I got a few here and there in, in Nashville. Um but you'll travel. I will travel. I have traveled. I still do. Um, I know I'll be back in Wilmington a couple more times between now and the end of the year uh, for some corporate events. Um, but I always say you really, if you're thinking about having a cigar roller, no matter where on the planet you are, find find one or get in touch with me, and I'll help you find one in, the, in your area, hopefully. Um, and... Give them as much advance notice as possible. Okay. Um, and then go uh, stalk their Instagram and social media pages and stuff like that to kind of 
really get an idea. I'm kind of going sideways with how to how to pick a cigar roller, how to get one. Um, and um, yeah, if they're it, it, you're you're gonna pay a a nice little chunk of change if they're if their prices, you know, if they're charging you too little and it's too good to be true, I would. It probably you're, is. You're probably going. No. No, with yours, like if you're, especially corporate wise, you have a logo, mm -hmm. you just send you the logo and you'll do up the bands, make them pretty. And yep. I've seen amazing bands. Thank you. Really good stuff. I was kind of forced into um, learning Adobe Illustrator, um, sink or swim. Of course. Uh, just because the gal that I was working with for years, she switched industries and I, but she had a great opportunity to come up and, and um, she said, here, go learn Adobe. And so she, she helped transition me. <laughs> nice. But yeah, we'll we'll do um, a custom custom band. You know, most people have their their own logo. Um, what's the minimum? What's the minimum on that? I mean, and you could, you know, like you've made our band, so I can just anytime I can call you up and say, hey, I, I got an event. Let's mm -hmm. do these. Um, what do you look at? Hundred, couple hundred, hundred. It's funny because like the you know if you're getting. 20 labels, the difference between 20 labels and 100 labels is... Just like, do the 100. Because like then you have it. It's like $2. <laughs> right. So just do the 100, and that way you have them throughout the year. So you can just call up and go, hey, yep, I need a, I need a brick. That's right. Um, yeah. Give us as much advance notice. Now, I have, I have, I have pulled off... Uh, recently pulled off... The shortest turnaround time I had was less than 24 hours to get ready. For an event, and the, the there's a little little uh, little lesson here in all of this. It's like have your stuff ready to go at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. So I was able to pull that off with less than 24 hours notice. That's great. Um, so that goes for anything, but try not to do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to give you some time. <laughs> Or any, you know, whatever cigar roller you, you, you find. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and honestly, most cigar rollers, I, I, I would say all of them that I've worked with, they are for event planners and brides and stuff like that, that the cigar roller is typically like the least stressful thing about an event. <laughs> Should be. And least. it will help make the event. Oh, yeah. Even people that don't don't smoke cigars or like cigars, they will still gravitate. Yeah, they want to see it. It's yeah. cool. They will, they'll gravitate to the table, and they'll remember that. So, corporate brand managers take take notes there. Yeah, even you want something easy. You want brand impressions, and you want people to remember your brand. Bring a cigar roller in, or do something that really resonates with people, even if it's not something that they do. Not everybody smokes cigars, but you it's still cool. Yeah. And people will still go over there. Oh, I need one to take home to my so-and-so. Right. And then that's more brand impressions. <laughs> there you go. So I'm going a little sideways with that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. But uh, so anyway, so the best way to get a hold of you is Atomic Cigars on Instagram. Yes. Facebook? Yeah. yeah. Facebook. Uh, kind of faded out. They've gotten so convoluted I can't even – they're – Anyways, yeah, stick to Instagram. <laughs> TikTok, no. No. <laughs> I'll let the I'll let I'll let I'll let the Chinese Communist Party have the TikTok information of everybody else, but not me. There you go. <laughs> All 
All right, my friend, I appreciate you coming in, and uh, we'll wrap it up again. Uh, think about private label cigars, cigar yes. events, rolling yes. events. Contact Jason Marks, Atomic Cigars, and uh, we'll go from there. Right on, right on. You've been listening to EOD Gear Improvised. EOD Gear Improvised. Steve Cassidy, a former Navy EOD tech and owner, owner of EOD Gear Initial Success or Total Failure. Two locations, one in Franklin and one in Huntsville. The website is eod-gear.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter. EOD Gear has customers from around the globe. Until next time, this is EOD Gear Improvised. Signing off.